Bible Gilberts. Welcome to my live call. And I'm going to talk about four ways to keep people with you. And for those of you that do not know me, I've been involved in network marketing now for over 40 years. I share a lot of what I've learned in my journey on these live calls. I started in this business totally broke. I had to sell a junk truck to get started. I put $200 into my business the last almost 28 years now. I have lived off residual income and enjoyed network marketing. It's been beautiful, love it. And I hope you uh, can get some value from this. I'm gonna acknowledge some people that are joining us here in a few minutes. We'll let them come out of the shadows into the campfire. And the first one is Daisy. She's such a sweetheart. Hey, Daisy in Miami. I hope you're doing good. Lupita out there in California, right? Is that right? I believe so. Hey, hey, baby. <laughs> Nihau. And uh, Chavez, Mr. Miss Chavez, nice to see you. Zero from uh, Utah. Stephanie, what's up, girl? Good to see you. Sorry, baby, I can't do dinner. I just can't. Christy, gotta work. <laughs> uh, good to see you. And yeah, hey, good to see you. Awesome, awesome. And yeah, Lupita, California. That's it. Hey, Jennifer Gay. Hey, enjoyed doing that Zoom call for you the other day. You have such a great team and you're such a great leader. Awesome. Iris, how are you? Oh, really? Oh, in the Philippines. Oh, it's a rainy morning? Well, I'll tell you what. If it's a rainy morning in the Philippines, it's, that's just God's way of giving the city a bath. If you're in Manila, you're getting a bath. That city needs it now and then. <laughs> Anytime I've been there, though, it's not been... I, would, I was in Manila one time. That was pretty scary flying in because a typhoon was coming and it was right behind the plane. That's really scary coming from Taiwan to flying into Manila and they were waiting to get clearance to, to land because the rains were so bad on the airport. Finally, we got it and I was able to get to the hotel in time and by that time the typhoon hit and did a lot of destruction. Fortunately, that hotel had a generator, which was one reason why I stayed there. Uh, it was probably the only hotel in Manila that had a generator and so it didn't disrupt our you know, our needs, but I felt bad for the people. That was, a, that was a bad typhoon. Never forget that. That's some of the fun journey stuff you experience in network marketing. When you build a global team and you travel the world and, and see things. And Tanya, is that you? Good to see you. Good to see you. How are you? Um, yeah. So, um, tonight I want to talk about four ways to keep people with you. That's important. Retention is everything in your business. Uh, there's a attrition. That's the amount of people that you lose. And then the retention are the amount of people that you keep. And just as an illustration, if your back door is bigger than your front door, you're in trouble. It's going to be very hard to make significant money in network marketing. The key, the secret is how to shrink the back door. And of course, have a nice flow of people coming in that front door. The key is keeping people with you. But why do we lose people? Hey, Mary, nice to see you. 
uh, why, do, why do we lose people so much? There's a reason for that, and it has to do with what I'm going to talk about tonight. Four ways to keep people. Four ways to shrink the back door. Four ways to keep people around the campfire. And what that means is if you can do that every week, every month, then year after year that compounds into incredible significant residual income money that you will experience. But the fact is most leaders out there are losing too many people. Nice to see you, Christy and Debbie. Um, so how do you like the background there? You see the mountain, the mountainscape. That's the Great Smoky Mountains National Park back there. Sometimes you see bellows of smoke going up. When you see that, that means the bears are having an opportunity meeting. So anyway, <clears throat> let's, let's get into it. So, <clears throat> you know, you, you know, here's some people might wonder, well, why do we really even need uh, a way to keep people in terms of systems. And we're going to talk about onboarding systems. An onboarding system. What makes a onboarding system a good one? What makes it effective? <clears throat> some might say, well, you know, some of these leaders might flex their muscles and say, hey, you know, I'm doing pretty good, man. I, I, I recruit people all the time. I know some people like that, man. I call them sponsor monsters, okay? I mean, they're really good, and, 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 and see, what they see is, is the results that they are getting. Now, here is the, the arrogance of assumption, and that is that we believe that others in our team are going to be able to mirror what we do. But what we have to understand is what we're doing comes out of skill and talent. Now, can everybody out there sing? Are you, do all of you have great voices? Maybe not. Can all of you play guitar? Maybe not. There's certain things you're skilled in, certain things you're not skilled in. But we have to understand when it comes to sponsoring people and presentations, and some people are just naturally good in their communication abilities and their teaching abilities. But most people out there are not going to, you know, they don't feel that way. And so, Leaders that have those skills and those abilities have the, the assumption that everyone is going to be just like them. Of course, you know, they're going to mirror them because they're so awesome. But we know that doesn't happen. That the majority are just going to feel like they're, they're, you know, they don't have what it takes. They're just not as good as their sponsor. So there's that, that part of it. Some people just don't feel the need for an onboarding system. On the other hand, then you have Sally Homemaker, <laughs> it just came out. Sally Homemaker, and she has a family to take care of. She doesn't have time to create an onboarding system. So <clears throat> those are the two different types. But the thing about it is, what I wanna to talk to you about tonight is that even if you don't have the time, here's what you can do, is talk to your upline about it. That's very important that you communicate your needs to those that have a vested interest in you. So why the need? Why do we need a onboarding system, an effective onboarding system, I should say? <clears throat> Two
two reasons. And I remember um, Bob Heilig, my friend, was talking about that. And I'll share a few things he talked about. And then I'm going to also share my viewpoints on those very topics um, and, and key factors. But here are the two reasons why. And these are the obvious ones. You know, the first, the first being that it creates duplication. An onboarding system creates duplication. If everyone out there is doing their own thing, trying to figure it out, that's going to be a disaster. I mean, think about your body. Your body has DNA, right? What is DNA? It's the blueprint, right? Of everything, everything about you. And, every, and those cells, as they die off and new cells are created, they need to follow that blueprint. Now, when that doesn't happen, what, what happens? Cancer. That's right, cancer. And it's true for your team. If everybody is doing their thing and nobody is in unison, it's gonna be a disaster. That's not gonna be a team that's gonna be around long. It's death, it's slowly dying, it's a, it's a cancer. So we have to understand a, an effective onboarding system creates duplication. Then the second thing is it does, it creates independent leaders. Independent leaders. Oh my gosh, wouldn't that be incredible? Matter of fact, it used to say that in the good old days. I don't know if it says that on your company's applications, online or paper. Does it say independent distributor? <laughs> so the key word is independent. If you can get your leaders where they're duplicating a, a system, and they're independent, man, that's awesome. I mean, think about it. I mean, that's the whole beauty of a system. Because if you get everybody doing the system, and recently I talked about that, I talked about more, more about what a system is. Um, but if you get everybody doing that, that means you're free. That means they're not dependent on you. If you have dependent people, dependent on you, dependent for the answers, dependent to explain the compensation plan, dependent in explaining the product, you're in trouble. You're in trouble. That means you'll never be free. That's called a J-O-B. It's just a different J-O-B because you're trading time for money. Best thing you can do if you want to have independent leaders is create an onboarding system that's effective. That's effective. So those are the two reasons. The two reasons, again, creating duplication and creating independence. Now, here's the thing that I wanna say. If you have a system that you've been using and it's working, you're getting great results. My advice, if it's not broke, don't fix it. And that's what many do. Don't you get irritated when everything is, when you, it might be an app you're using or even Facebook or, or maybe even a, could be a smartphone. It just, there might be some features that just work so well. Everything works so well, but oh no, over time, oh, they got to complicate it. They got to, they got to change things. And then they make it difficult. And then it's just massive disruption. So it can be like that too. If you have a system that's working, don't touch it, leave it alone. 
As long as it's working, leave it alone. You know, the thing about it is, is that most people in network marketing feel like that if, you know, to keep their, their, their team around, to retain them longer, they have to always give out new information, bombard them with information. If they can give them more information, then you can get more production. I want to tell you that's not true. Giving and bombarding your leaders with more information is only going to complicate it. And paralysis is going to set in. And that's exactly what you don't want. That's what you don't want. So let's go over the, uh, you know, some of the key factors. Four. Let's go through, you know, maybe uh, I'll go over the four. Simplicity. Keeping it simple. That's a key factor in order to have an effective onboarding system. And then an achievable action plan. Achievable action plan. That's the key thing. And that is we have to have clear steps, clearly defined what they need to do when they join you. And then three is online tools. Online tools. What are the tools that they're going to use? Now, if your company has 400 videos, do not promote 400 videos. We'll get into that in a second. And then fourth is platforms that are going to support the growth of your leaders. And that's where they're going to go to experience culture in your team, where they're going to get hear about announcements, hear about promotions, hear about contests, whatever, recognition, things like that. All that plays an important role in their growth. So let's, let's talk about simplicity. And here's a question I want to ask you. And I don't know, you know, I don't know if other than me, I, I've been in my company 21 years. Last company I joined was 21 years ago. What about you? How long ago was it? Be interesting to know. And you can make this in your comments. Just put a number if you want. Uh, how many years you've been with your company? And if you think, oh, I haven't even been a year, that's okay. You can put nine months. Um, but, and I, you know, I hope that you've been in long enough to have some traction, but enough to remember, how did you feel when you first made the decision to join? Can you remember the feelings? Can you remember the excitement? Oh, Daisy says nine years. That's awesome. Can you remember the excitement? Can you remember what you were envisioning? Um, you know, through the eyes of faith, what were you seeing? What kind of life? What kind of results? Um, lives that you're going to impact with your opportunity. Can you remember that? You know, we, we call that the romance stage, you know, it's like when guy meets girl, right? And, uh, and nothing can go wrong. She's absolutely perfect. And that's all he sees. But we have to understand there's a window of time. And then where, I guess, sexual love and some infatuation has got to move into mature love, right? It's got to be based on the person. Not that she's so sexy and so awesome and so good looking and she, you know, whatever. Okay. It's got to go into mature love. It's based on reasons. Man, you know what I love about her is her heart, man. She just loves people. 
Man, she is a giver, giver, giver. I mean, loves her kids. She's, and, and the list goes on. See, you didn't have that history before. Now, when people like yourself join you, we have to, you have to keep this in mind. There's a romance uh, phase, a window of time that you've got to get something happening in that person. Now, to do that, that means you have to have simple action steps, simple action steps. So what happens is, and this is what I've always seen in the past, is that when people start being successful and then they get pinned titles and ranks, they achieve ranks and things like that, then they want to get sophisticated, you know, and they want to change things. They want to complicate things. They want to create books and, and trainings that everybody's got to go to. And, and now it's like they're in the entertainment business and they lost track of what got them where they were. You know, part of that is that for some of you, your company had a product that had market appeal. So really what you were really experiencing was the product momentum uh, wave. And a lot of people confuse that and think, well, it's because I'm so great. It's because I'm so awesome that I have this team. <laughs> what we have to understand is once, once that plateaus, and they all do, they all do, nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. But what are you going to do then? What do they tend to do then? They say, well, it plateaued. I guess what we have to do is complicate it. <laughs> we got to create more books and more training. We got to pump them up with steroids, you know, to keep them going, right? So, no. See, they, they, they drew the wrong narrative, not understanding the experience that all product waves or product, yeah, product waves uh, will plateau. Now, again, that's okay. It gives you a chance to make your team more solid and then. Finally, your company comes out with another great product and then you have more growth going on. That's just part of the reality of all companies, but too many get the wrong narrative. So, you know, and, and I think one of the hardest things to do in this business right now, the hardest fight is to keep it simple. You would think that would be so easy to do to keep it simple. No, it's not. It's not because not only do people uh, conclude the wrong narrative when they're product wave plateaus and you're not having ballistic growth like you did okay you know not only that but the thing about it is they they just then decide that they have to come out with nothing but training materials that are going to stimulate that growth now the best thing to do is stick with what works and keep doing it over and over and over again that's the thing. And then we'll understand that you won't achieve significant wealth unless you do. The key thing is doing it and showing up every day, every day. Who, who remembers um, Don Fiella? I don't know if you remember Don Fiella, but Don Fiella wrote a book, I don't know, was it was 30 years ago, Napkin Presentations. Napkin Presentations. Let me tell you something. I want to tell you this, your onboarding system, you should be able to write it on a napkin like you would find at a restaurant for anybody. Write it out. You say, well, Jeff, there's no links in that. That'd be true. I just said you could write it out. 
I'm not saying that's the way you're going to do the business. I'm just saying if Don was on this call, he'd probably tell you that. In other words, it's, it's, it's fine to have a PDF of written instructions, but don't make it a book. That is overwhelmed. Keep in mind, people come in this business with fear. Fear that they have to be something special. Fear that they're not good enough. Fear because they've never done anything. And the last thing you want to do is, okay, on top of fear, let me throw overwhelm. I'm going to really shake up your life. Gone. They go out the back door. Really quick. So, front and back on a piece of paper, no more than that. I mean, brevity is wealth. Because if you can keep people, they look at that and they say, I can do that. That's what you want everybody saying. If it has to be somebody special to do it, um, you're not going to like the results that you're going to get. So, that's the thing. So, but, but, but again, people, people want to, you know, make a book out of it. And they, they, they think if I give more information, I'll get more productivity. You will not. It'll paralyze them. They won't do anything. They won't be in the romance phase. Now they're in divorce court. I thought she loved me. <laughs> That's right. They're out of here. So simplicity is the first uh, one, one of the one of the first keys that you need to have. The other thing is an, an achievable action action plan. I mean, think about it. Let's go back 21 years ago. For me, I want you to go back. Some of you have already posted some of your uh, years, but go back to when you did start in your company, when you first launched in your company. How many tools did you have? Or how much did you know? When you got started and you started sponsoring and building a team, how much knowledge and experience did you have? How many tools? I'm going to tell you, in my case, when I started 21 years ago, I didn't have much. We only had one product. That was it. One product. Um, and then we had a hotline, an 800 hotline back then. That was a popular tool that you would use back then. So somebody would call, it's a message line, that's all it is. And then they would listen to a doctor explain the product, which gave it credibility. And, and uh, so we had a hotline. We did have a website, and this is 21 years ago, so it wasn't, you know, wasn't too many companies with much websites, right? They didn't have much content on it. And a lot of people weren't getting on the internet. So it wasn't unusual for me when I followed people up, say, did you look at the website? Ah, uh, no, I don't, I don't get on the net. And that was a common expression back then. But they would call and listen to the hotline. So all they heard was an audio explanation of a product, right? And then we had conference calling. We did morning, afternoon, and then evening. So all that was was a live meeting, but it was, you know, conference calling. Now think about it, because you have videos which are far superior to audios because people can visually see things, right? 
And uh, instead of conference calling, now you got Zoom calls. <laughs> I mean, you got incredible platforms that far, far more sophisticated than what I had 21 years ago. But think about that, that I really didn't have that much. I just had that hotline and that was it. And yet in 90 days, I had 800 people in my business. And that wasn't me recruiting 800 people. That was me recruiting some who recruited some who recruited some, right? So it's called what? An onboarding system that created massive duplication quick. Why? Again, going back to the first key factor, four ways to keep people with you. First one, simplicity. The second one being achievable, an achievable action plan. An achievable action plan, something that they can follow. Jeff, can you um, write down this uh, hotline? Yep. Okay, that's what you give people. Okay, good, good. Uh, this is the conference call times for our meetings. And here's the number. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Very simple. Now, there might be a few more details. Back then, when someone agreed to come in, we just filled out the application while we were talking to them, put their credit card information, we faxed it in. <laughs> Can you believe it? How would you like to do that? <laughs> now, all you got to do is say it, send a, a link to your page. People enroll. So simple, isn't it? Yeah, we had, we had a lot more work back then to do. But again, when we think about that, when we think about going back, even if, you know, let's say you joined your company a year ago, it doesn't matter. How much did you really know before you really started sponsoring people? Maybe not a lot. Why? Because you were so enthusiastic about your product. You were so enthusiastic about your why, your dream. That was, I mean, you didn't care what you didn't know. It didn't matter. You know? What's the old saying? If the why is big enough, the how-tos don't matter. We didn't have that many how-tos. We just had a big enough why. You can get it, you can get anything done if you have a big enough why. And that was the thing. And that's and that's probably what drove you when you got started. So then we we understand then that we don't have to have a lot of knowledge. We don't have to have this endless, endless training that's going on, you know. So just understand when people join you, when they come in the business, and I remember my friend, my good friend, Bob Heilig said, and he learned this from someone else too, <laughs> that, that you have to treat the people that you're going to sponsor, treat them like superstars, but work with them like they're going to quit tomorrow. Treat them like superstars, but work with them like they're going to quit tomorrow. That is, hey, Debbie, I'm so excited that you're a part of our team. You know, I, I, I just, I think you're really going to bring, you know, some strong input into the team, character into the team, personality into the team. I just like, I get good vibes from you. I like what you say. This is awesome. So you treat them like, like they're rock stars, right? Or superstars. And, but you work with them like they're going to quit tomorrow. Because then you get in, start talking to the people that they know, because guess what? You know, the reality is a lot of people quit. 
Again, if you have an effective onboarding system, you can really minimize that. You can shrink that back door. And then if you do that, enough people will compound. Your base will grow over weeks, over months, over years. And man, oh man, look at you. I mean, that's, that's what it's all about. So when we talk about achievable, that means anybody can do it. It doesn't require talent. It doesn't require skill. It requires that they can read a PDF. Just one page, please. Front and back is okay. <laughs> and then the other thing that you can do is you could have an onboarding video that might explain a few things that they need to do. But again, it's a few things. But whatever you have in the video, you should also have written down in the PDF. You know, so for example, what is your main product? Or what is it your claim to fame, your company, okay? Whatever it is you sell, okay? That's what you're going to, you, you want them to understand that's what they need to learn. If you have, if you're in a company with 200 products and they feel like they have to know 200 products, that romance period is going to go, it's going to go out the door. They're going to be in divorce court really quick. Okay, they're gone. So we don't want to educate them on 200 products. Whatever got your company, whatever your company's claim to fame is, if you don't know what that is, talk to your upline. If they don't know what that is, call your company and say, what is our top three products? Your top three, what is it? But I don't want this new person having to learn a lot of products. I don't. I prefer that they learn one or two at the most and that's it. Whatever's driving your company is what they need to know. And that's probably what brought them to you anyway, because that's probably what you talked about. So in your onboarding video, you can just say, get, get familiar with some of the facts of the product. You don't have to get into the science. Just, you know, learn the facts, the benefits, um, and then just be familiar with that. Step two, Again, we're talking about clear action steps. What is their goal, their first 30 days in the business with you? What is your first leadership position? Is that something that if a person worked part-time, could they hit that their first 30 days? If they can't, then that's okay. That if it takes longer, it takes longer. But that's for you to answer that question. But that's the key thing that you wanna do is is give them a clear action step on, for example, if all they have to do is recruit a few who recruit a few and they earned X amount of dollars, then give them a clear action step. What's nice about that is if they achieve success, that is they experience success, even if it's a few hundred dollars, they start believing it's going to work. Once they start believing that, then you're moving the romance into more mature feelings about your opportunity. That's the thing. So they have to be, again, clearly defined. And here's a warning. Don't get them on your uplines training calls. Again, a lot of leaders develop egos and they like to impress their downlines and they'll have these training calls and training calls and training calls and training calls. 
and you take that new person and they get on that call and they think, wow, man, oh gosh, I don't think I'm that good. Uh, boy, you got to learn all this stuff. Mm, wow, man, I, he said it was going to be simple. Gosh, I don't know if this is a fit for me. You see what I'm saying? The best thing you can do is immunize them from your upline, okay? I'm serious. There's times, I'm not saying, I'm saying in the beginning, you want to get them making money. But if, if we information bombard them thinking we're going to get more, product, more productivity out of them, if we do that, we're not. And if we expose them to our superstar uplines, who are going to impress them with their knowledge of network marketing, it's gonna be overwhelmed. So be careful about that. The best thing you can do is keep them, just keep them close to you. And again, have an onboarding video that explains, and, and it shouldn't be more than three, four minutes. This is what you need to do. Step one, step two. But again, if it's more than three or four steps, it's already complicated. It's already complicated. Now, other than that, what are some, you know, other than those, the four things that I'm talking about, and I'll expound on it from, you know, because of this key point, because we're talking about a clear action plan, clearly understood. The other thing that we want to do is we want to have certain, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, certain other things that they need to be trained on but again it's not big heavy subjects so number one is having the right expectations why because this is a new person coming in if you want to have an effective onboarding system then they need to understand a few things because again they're coming in with romance right it's all goo goo gaga whatever <laughs> so most people are going to have wrong expectations of this business, where, how fast they're going to make money, how fast they're going to get their dream car, how fast they're going to get their dream house, whatever. They're going to have wrong expectations because it's just, they've never been in anything like this before. Now, most, most people that sponsor are just going to say, yeah, baby, yeah. Because they're just happy they got them in. But what, they're, what they don't realize, they're just hand, hand, handicapping that person. They're ruining a potential leader in the business. I say sell the fear. I say, I say sell adversity. Everyone wants to sell the rainbow. Everyone wants to sell the Lamborghini and the bikinis. No. Tell them the truth. They'll love you for it and they'll respect you for it later. Tell them the truth. I like selling adversity because I end it with, but it's worth it. But it's worth it. Yeah, I want you to understand, Debbie, that you're going to go through rejection. We all do. I went through it. Some of the people I thought would really go with this refused me. I was very disappointed. But my sponsor said if I was willing to stick with him, go through enough no's, 
that I would, I would have everything I want. And that's how it's working for me now. You know what? I found it was worth it. It was worth all those no's. So that's the thing. We have to prepare them for struggles. Could you imagine if you were training a soldier to go in, you know, you, you join the Marines, right? And we're talking about heavy combat, right? And the sergeant says, hey, you're going to love it, man. Places we're going to, they got beaches. We get to drink beer, you know, sit under palm trees and all that. He don't talk about war. He don't talk about the fact that hey, you will have to meet an enemy. And oh, by the way, they do have bullets in their guns. No. And that's what a lot of people do in network marketing. They don't prepare them. They don't prepare them. I say sell adversity. Sell the struggles. And that's, that's so important. So that's number one. I'm not saying... So again, say, I'm going to give you a onboarding video. I want you to look that over. And then followed by that, I'm just going to give you one more. Or you can put it on the same video if you would like. That's up to you. Um, but the second, uh, so the first being is that we have to make sure that they understand adversity, right? Adversity. If they're going to go through that. Uh, um, so right expectations. Now here's the second thing that I would strongly caution them on. And that is social media. Uh, for example, um, a few weeks ago, a few weeks ago, I remember the FTC sent out warning letters to 10 network marketing companies. On Monday, it, um, the FTC sent out six more letters to six other network marketing companies. Um, and these were people who were making claims on their Facebook pages about their products or their opportunity, whatever. So obviously it's a problem. It's a problem. That's one of the problems. Um, again, it's not necessary and we, and we need to make sure they understand that, that it's not necessary for people to appreciate what they have for them to post. Here's the thing, and this is going to be the main reason why I would tell anyone that just joined why they don't need to post about their products or their company in Facebook is because they're, they've just now, and keep in mind, they just joined, right? Or you might have people in your downlines, you got hundreds maybe joining every month, so they don't know that when they post about their products and their opportunity on their Facebook page, Guess who's in their network on their Facebook page? Yes, the very people that would be on their prospect list. But now they just made a public announcement that they just joined one of those. You finish the word. Yeah, they just joined one of those. Now you put everyone on red alert. They're like, okay, thank you. Thank you. I'm so glad you posted that. Okay, I won't be taking your phone calls for at least 90 days. <laughs> you know, or when you text me, I'm going to be saying, hey, yeah, uh, well, I got a lot of stuff going on. Wish you the best. No, I want them to understand that how they protect that prospect or those prospects, that list that they're going to make, that is a gold mine. 
when I have a gold mine, I'm not going to run an ad and tell everybody out there the address of my gold mine. Why am I not going to do that? Because everybody's going to run there and pillage it, right? It's going to be like what we saw recently in all these cities. They're breaking out glass and hauling stuff off, right? I don't want that kind of problem. In other words, I want to protect that list. I want to protect those prospects. I don't, that's valuable, valuable future residual income that could be millions of dollars down the road. And I'm not going to risk that by exposing them to the fact I just joined, this is my product, this is my company. And then, you know, then they're thinking, well, you know, you, you guys know, you know what I'm talking about. So those are the two things, unrealistic expectations, posting on Facebook or Instagram about your product or your company. Those are things that you need to have in your onboarding system that they're educated on. And then this doesn't take a lot of training here. We're only talking, you could do this in five minutes if you want to put it on one video. I say, again, stay away from more of the, um, the you know, the reasons why you don't do it is because of the FTC and the FDA or you know, some of those reasons. I, I, I like to slant it more toward the positive. You're not doing it because you're wanting to protect the most valuable thing you have. And that's the people that you spent a lifetime getting to know. And you want a fair chance at presenting this to them in the way that your sponsor is gonna guide you to do that. And so again, having an onboarding system is so important a, a video in this a pdf a video that explains that now the fourth being you know platforms that you're going to use platforms are very important in your onboarding system because you're going to plug them into no doubt you might have a product group for example you want them to hear the stories what's going on how how, how is it going with people using the product um, um, things that are being shared, recognition, people that are achieving rank positions, things like that. There's a lot of value that they can get out of those platforms and they need to feel like they're connected to a team. That's very important. They wanna feel like they belong to something. And so keep, keep in mind, belonging to, you know, signing up with your company is one thing. Belonging to a team is something else. So have that platform uh, that you use and make sure that you have ways to be able to disseminate information. It could be promos that your company has. It can be contests that you're putting out there. Those things like that. You have to have a platform where they can go and find that. And that same platform is where you can have your onboarding video, right? So they can be tagged as well as if you want to have a second video on those two things, managing expectations and don't post in Facebook, probably ought to put it on the same video, I think. You can still get it done in five minutes. You know, what have I got to do my first 30 days if I join you? What do I have to do to make some money so that I would believe this is going to work? And then what are some things that, and again, that's without complicating it, because again, if it's on a PDF, it's only front, back page maybe, 
or it's in a video and it's no, no more than five minutes. And then what are some things I need to stay away from that could really ruin my chance of becoming a great success story in your company? And again, that's unrealistic expectations I could have or I'm gonna let the world know about my product and my company I just joined on Facebook. Everybody's gonna wanna just call me, phone's gonna ring off the hook. I'm gonna have a thousand people in my team by tonight. Okay, so we wanna really help them why they don't need to do that. So, four key factors in keeping people with you. So if you got value, share it, let your people learn. Uh, about this and also uh, my book reaching the peak is on Amazon in English of course I also have it in Spanish and so how you would find it is my name and uh, so if you have people that are Spanish and you'd like to help them in in that book I share my 40-year journey and what I learned so I appreciate everybody getting on tonight. Awesome having so many of you. It's a beautiful day, beautiful summer day, and just enjoying the mountains and everything here uh, in beautiful Tennessee. Be safe in what you do out there, okay? Because they say coronavirus is spiking up. It's spiking up, no surprise. With all those riots, what did you expect, you know? Um, but just be safe out there, okay? And th thank you, Sandra. Thank all of you for joining tonight. I'll see you tomorrow night and uh, give out some more value then. Everyone, have a wonderful evening.